The mountains are calling. Let's escape the noise. This is episode 18 of the Just Trek podcast. Welcome to the Just Trek podcast where elevation is our recreation. This is your host, Justin Just Rock Ramon, coming to you from Los Angeles. On this show, you will hear stories and adventures from badass hikers, local explorers, to even dancers and artists. Join the Just Trek crew on our journey to True North. You can follow us on Instagram at just.trek, facebook.com slash official, and our website justtrek.net. Just Trek crew, what it do? This is your host, Just Rock, and today we have quite the episode for you all. My special guest goes by the name Ray Medeiros, and he is a Northern California-based peak bagger, explorer, U.S. Marine Corps veteran, and is the creator of California Hiking Group. On today's episode, we jump into part one of Ray's story. We talk about how the outdoors saved his life, the backstory behind California Hiking Group, Black Lives Matter, the 52 Hike Challenge, tips for challenging day hikes, and his favorite hikes in all of California. Here's our conversation. I hope you enjoy. What is going on, everybody? We got the creator and founder of California Hiking Group on the show today. Welcome to the podcast, Ray. Hey, how's it going? I'm so happy to be here. And uh, thank you for having me. It's finally happening. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, indeed. I wanted to ask you first, uh, so what part of California are you from exactly? I am in Northern California, um, probably about an hour away from San Francisco. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's 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 central, um, like Modesto. I Modesto guess I could just say area. that. It's kind of funny because whenever I tell someone like where I'm at, they're like, uh, well, we're at, you know, and then I say Modesto. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, I know exactly where that's at. I could be in Maryland. I can be in Texas. They always know where Modesto is. So I'm just going to start saying I'm from Modesto, California. OK, gotcha. <laughs> so check this out. This is super random, but I have not been to Modesto myself. But the reason I, I'm familiar with Modesto is because one of the most famous hip hop and breakdancing crews and one of the most influential is actually from Modesto, California. They're called Style Elements Crew. And they were yes, kind of like the, the, some of the members in the crew were like the Michael Jordan of like breakdancing. And that's, that's amazing and crazy. <laughs> yeah, that super is random. like every, that is just here, like right here in the city that I'm at. And I wouldn't think, and you, a lot of people wouldn't think that that's out here in Modesto, you know, there's, there's some amazing things going on out here, you know? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Cause I have a background as a dancer. I was a B-boy for a very long time or oh, really? B-boy is the original term for breakdancer. Cause breakdancer was the term used by like the mainstream media. So people in the community don't really like that term per se, but that's what yes. everybody knows it as. Yes. Yeah. I'll definitely send you some uh, videos for sure of the crew. I think you'll, you'll think yeah, they're pretty definitely. badass. Perfect. Sounds uh, but, good. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely send you some uh, really dope links, but to bring it back to yourself, I've been following California Hiking Group for, I want to say, two years now, and you yeah. feature incredible photos from hikers in the community. And at one point, you know, I was curious to who the mysterious person behind this big outdoor account was. <laughs> and when you made a post a few weeks ago and basically pulled back that curtain and revealed who you were out of the blue, 
I had a strong feeling that you had a story to tell. And now we're here right now. And I can't wait. I can't wait to learn more about you on a personal tip, your outdoor journey, and you know why you chose to reveal yourself more. And yes. I know we got tons to discuss, so let's just get right into it. Okay. All right. <laughs> 2020 has been a roller coaster of a year. And I want to know how have you been? But more specifically, <laughs> how have you been adjusting to life during the COVID-19 pandemic and all the social unrest that's been happening? Wow. Um, right well, off the through, bat. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, um, because of the COVID, um, it's it's hard for everybody. Um, I think I take it a little bit more serious than a lot of people that I know, even from the beginning. Um, when I first heard about it, I was just like, ah, you know, this is probably just something, um, you know, it's not too big. And then I, I saw how it was spreading. It was spreading like the flu, although it's not the flu. And people try to make it seem like it's the flu. But we have vaccines for the flu. You know, we don't really have a vaccine for this yet. So we're told, you know. I'm not saying I'm a conspiracy theorist, but mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but um, I think that it's harder for me because I, I really, um, you know, grounded with my family. You know, I like to do a lot of things with my family. I always go. We always have get togethers. And now, like, I can't do that anymore. So as far as like with COVID-19, like it has really put a damper on how I usually go around um, and, you know, just be whole with my family. You know, like I can't do what I used to do. I can't just go to my mom's house and hang out because then I have to worry about her getting sick. And then I can't go to my grandmother's house because, you know, I have to worry about everybody getting sick. And I I just really wish that we can all just sit down for a little bit and um, just, I mean, it's not, if, unless you're like going out to get food or something, like, I don't really see why we all have to be at the beaches and, you know, got thousands of people's at, people at the beaches just hanging out and you know i think we all need to think about the future when it comes to this situation in particular i think that we should just you know let it run its course i mean to be honest i think that if they didn't open everything back up we would have been done with this by now this wouldn't be a situation or if it was a situation it wouldn't be as it is now but I know just for California, I get alerted like every day and it's anywhere between 2,500 people infected a day. And I know it has to do with the like how many tests we have. And if you even decide to get tested, a lot of people are asymptomatic, but um, that's still a lot of people, which means, I mean, for all I know, I can be infected, but I haven't had that test done, you know, on myself. So I wouldn't know. Um, and until that time, you know, maybe I should, I mean, but <laughs> I try to keep myself distanced uh, away from people anyway. So sure. Um, that's it's a strange that's time, man. With that. Yeah. It's a really strange time. Just how to go about navigating this and interacting with people, whether your family and it's really frustrating, especially when you want to visit your grandma or your mom and, you know, you want to be with them during this, you know, this strange, strange time. Yes. Yeah. Especially now, now, now more than ever. But um, I guess the best way to keep them safe is to uh, not be around. <laughs> and I guess that's um, good for certain people. Uh, some some people are, um, 
you know, introverted enough where they they don't like to be out and about. So this is great for them, you know. But um, as a person that likes to go out, you know, and adventure and, you know, go all over the place, um, this kind of, you know, I was, I was planning to go um, down south again. I, I've been trying to go to um, Machu Picchu. Yes. And, uh, you know, I would most likely be there right now. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy real quick? I've had me, a, a numerous friends actually be like, yeah, I had Machu Picchu in Peru scheduled in either March, mm-hmm. April, or May. And mm-hmm. yeah, COVID hit, and then all the travel plans got banned. So you're yeah. like the fifth person that's told me that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know that there'll be um, times in the future. Um, but as of right now, you know, we'll just have to sit tight until there's a change, you know? Yep. So. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. That being said, so during this time, have you been turning to anything for like a sense of comfort or sense of normalcy? And what I mean by that is maybe you're going back to old hobbies, developing new hobbies, or maybe doing something as simple as watching an old cartoon show like that you grew up on. Is there anything in particular that you're turning to? Um, I I've been on a creative um mashup, you know, for the last couple of um months. And I wasn't quite sure how this was going to work, but I've been um, looking at things and just observing and seeing what's actually needed and what's not needed, you know, in society, you know, because I, I I do love um, thinking about myself a lot. But at the same time, I also think about others probably more than I think about myself. And I think that is, I guess some people would say a downfall because I think about other people. But to me, I think of that as just being myself. You know, I want to see everyone succeed. I want to see everyone healthy. I want to see success. So what I'm getting at is um, even as far as like, you know, going out and shopping or things like that, you know, I have, you know, I just come up with ideas and just throw them out there, you know, but um other than that, like I, I have, I do streaming. I stream a lot. I stream nice. a lot. I'll do like a 24 hour stream and, um, I will literally sit there, you know, I'll get up every now and then to, you know, stretch, but I will keep the stream going for 24 straight hours. That is, that is so crazy and long. So that's, <laughs> are you a Twitch streamer or like, no, this is on YouTube. So okay. you can find me on YouTube. It's the same name as my Instagram, my, um, my, my personal Instagram, which is the trendsetter. And, um, yeah, I just, I started doing that probably about the time that this whole, um, COVID thing and the quarantine happened and, um, it's growing, it's mm-hmm. growing. I can see it growing. Um, but um, I have some ideas for that. I don't know if I um, want to throw all of that out there yet, but <laughs> maybe we can come back to that later. Got it. Got but, it. Um, not yet. Yeah. yeah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, the um, the streaming community is, <laughs> and the gaming community, I feel like at this time, is they're just doing very well, you know? It's it's going... It's booming. It's, yeah, it's it's to a place where I didn't think it would be because like... Either people are uh, just sitting there, you know, bored out of their mind and they want to see some new content. They want to see something. And that that's where the live streaming that I do comes in handy because like 
yeah, we can get on, we can, we can, we can search for a video to watch and then we can find whatever we want, but it's, it's even crazier when someone's live and then you can interact with that person. I think it's a totally different experience. So that's another reason why I like to do the live streams. Yeah. It's such a huge community right now. The streaming community, the gaming community. I have a yes. few friends that are into that. I'm like, wow, like they're creating, they're building their platform and making friends online and sometimes meeting them offline or collaborating on projects. So it's a really yes. cool. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So <laughs> before we get into California hiking group, I want to know more about you personally. How did you first get into hiking slash the outdoors? And when did the journey start for you? I would love for you to take us back to those memories. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. Let me take it back. This was probably about 2015-ish time. So I was I was married. I was married. And hmm, yeah. Yeah, I'll start there. All right. So I was married and things didn't go. Um, obviously, they didn't go to plan. Um, so I, I found myself stuck in a situation where, um, like the court system just really just destroyed me. You know, they had me paying so much in child support and everything to the point where I, I felt like I couldn't even live like comfortably or not even comfortably, like it just wasn't enough. I was just like, wow, what am I supposed to do? You know? And it'd be times where I'm in court where they'll be like, well, um, you don't have any say here. So, you know, we're just going to go off of this and that's that, you know? So it, it really, it really sucked. Um, it was just going down from there. So mm -hmm. I, I was working, I ended up, um, meeting somebody, um, that I worked with and, um, you know, I'll just say her name. Her name is, um, my boys, my life. And basically, um, she, she's a hiker, you know, she goes out and hikes all the time. And, um, you know, like she was just like, Hey, just, just come out on this hike with us. And I was just like, I don't do that. You know, like I used to hike in the military. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. <laughs> so, and I know we'll get into that a little bit further into the podcast. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was, I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. That that sounds ridiculous. Why would I put myself through that? She's like, just try it out. If you don't like it, then I won't ever bring it up again. I was like, okay, fine. I'll go. I'll do it. So it was about seven of us that went and it was a totally different experience than the military. It was a totally different experience. It was so eye opening and I felt like I was in a different place. I felt like things were opened up in my mind where I could actually think and I can calm down and get away from the, the situations that were happening in the city. And um, it's very crazy because um, right before this hiking trip, like right before this, I had contemplated my own life, like not being here. And I know that a lot of people don't talk about suicide and um, or just don't think like, hey, I, did, I didn't think that person would be like that or I didn't think that they would do that. But it, it's definitely something that is, you know, it could happen. And um, mm -hmm. I was at that point in my life where like if I didn't go on that hike, there's no telling where I'd be right now. 
So damn like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was it was like that. And so that that's why I'm I'm happy that hiking was in my life and it 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 showed me a different you know, environment. It showed me a difference like I that I could just go ahead and be myself out in, you know, the wilderness and in nature and I can clear my mind and really focus on what's important, you know, like um it's it's crazy to um you know, people will ask me like, well, did you think about your kids? Did you think about your family? Did you do all this? And I'll tell you this. Yes, I did. I did. And I still thought that it would be better for me not to be here. So it is something like when people, people that don't, I mean, how do I get, you know, this is getting deep. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you're being um, very open about this. You know, this is you know, being open about like suicide and it's so important, you know, like to talk about this stuff out in the open. It's, it's such a sign of strength. It's, it, it took some time. It, it took some time, sure. but, um, I'm definitely in a better place now. Um, but when that was happening, um, I just felt like there was, there was no hope, you know, I was being shunned by everything, you know, at least that's what it felt like. And then once I started hiking and I started, you know, getting out there and I was able to clear my mind of the BS that was happening, you know, my phone not going off every five seconds telling me mm -hmm. how horrible I am or whatever. <laughs> um, Having these moments. So this is directly tied to like the troubles you had with the the marriage. And I I would maybe think parts of your experience in the military or maybe even stuff other than that. Yeah, um, it was mostly stuff in the military. Um, okay. Also, things that had to do with my marriage. Um, I was with someone that was very narcissistic and would make me feel like I was the worst person in the world. And um, I don't ever say anything negative about this person, haven't okay. said anything negative about this person. Um, but the truth is the truth. And eventually it comes out. So like, I always felt like I never have to say anything about it. These things will just come out. And it seems that that's been the reality so far. So, but yeah, it, it had to, a lot to do with um, my marriage and, you know, being just like thrown to the wolves and not having any way of getting on my feet. But I, it, it actually turned around. It turned around very nicely. So um, I started going out and hiking. <laughs> Thank. What that, was her name again? Um, my boy's my life. Shout out to you! Like, thank you for bringing Ray <laughs> on that hike. Uh, what was the name of this hike? I'm curious. And what? Uh, this was in 2015, 2016. Yes, this was at Knights Ferry, uh, not too far from Modesto. It's east um of Knight's Oakdale Ferry. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a long hike. It wasn't like a top of the mountain hike. It, it wasn't anything strenuous. It's a local um, hike, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of people that go there. And um, that was my first time since the military hiking and actually getting out there and, you know, being able to be me and, you know, just releasing things out to the, you know, I felt like I was releasing all of my problems out to nature. And that- mm -hmm. You know, I I don't want it to, it sounds crazy when I say that, but I hope you understand what I mean by that. You know, like 
Amen. Mother like Nature was, was looking that, after right? you. He's like, come, <laughs> come to me with open arms. I got you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would say I would say that person's name, but I, I don't think they. <laughs> no worries. But um, yeah. So after that, um, I I I found out about Fifty Two Hike Challenge, and I was like, well, I'm I'm hiking all the time as it is. Um, you know, my I might as well try to challenge myself to hike every week. And, um, I ended up doing that and it was, you know, it wasn't, see, people would think that the reason why I was hiking that much was because I was doing the challenge, but it was really just me, um, you know, opening up to myself, like got it. really finding out who I am as a person. Cause like, you know, I've been on earth for a long time. Well, not that long, but you know, <laughs> literally like a snap of the finger of the the, you know, the time frame of earth, but I've been here for a little bit. And in that little bit of time, I didn't know who I was. And then once I started going out and hiking, I really found out like, wow, like this is what I like, this is what I don't like. I'm not going to stand for this. I'm not going to do this. I I want to do this. I want to go here. I want to go mm-hmm. there. I want I started just being this totally different person. Like, and that was just because I was able to be free and start to learn and understand who I am. You started doing things for yourself. Yes. Yes. Real quick for the listeners. uh, Can you briefly explain what exactly the 52 hike challenges? Yes, absolutely. So, um, there's a amazing person. Her name is Carla. Yeah. Shout out to Carla. uh, Yes. Shout outs. Um, and she runs something that's called the 52 Hike Challenge. So basically what it is, is every week, um, there's 52 weeks in a year. So every week you should challenge yourself to get out there and try to do a hike. It doesn't have to be a crazy 20 mile hike. It doesn't have to be a hike that's straight up. It doesn't even have to be on top of a hill. You know, as long as you're getting out there, even if you do the same hike, it doesn't have to be like different hikes. Like it can be like the same hike. You know, I don't know how fun that would be to do the same hike over and over and over and over again, but <laughs> for sure. But but for some people that that's I mean, if you're younger and you don't want to travel all that far or you or you know, you have work or anything like that, you might not have the ability to drive all the way all through California or, you know. Mm-hmm. But um it's basically a really good way for you to get out in nature every week. And I've, I've, I mean, even through myself, I've, I've seen like the difference in my body, you know, like I've seen like my, my calves are, I only want to talk about my calves. <laughs> hey, I, I, I know we haven't met in person yet, but I got big ass calves too. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, the calf game is on, it's on point and um <laughs> yeah um it's just you you start to um learn more about yourself and um while you're doing it um i've learned that more and more people start to see that and they want to be interested in what you're doing and why you're doing it and your story and and how you started doing that and mm-hmm. it's really great to be able to let people see that hey, like this is what I'm doing, but it's also not just for me. You can do it as well, and um, 
Yeah, I've I've done it twice. <laughs> That's I've, so great. That's such a it's such a beautiful platform. And yeah. it's inspired so many people, especially in the beginning of their hiking or outdoor journey, just you yes. know, to, to keep it consistent. It doesn't yes. have to be on top of a mountain. It doesn't have to be 10 plus miles long. It's just about the consistency of it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of, since you mentioned the 52 Hike Challenge, I noticed that you were featured not too long ago, probably a few weeks ago, correct? Yes. Yes. And they did a piece about diversity in the outdoors and they were showcasing groups and I believe nonprofits and hikers in the community. Yes. And I want to say a quote that you shared with them. Okay. Out loud. All right. And the quote was, the outdoors saved me. When I'm out there, my body and soul are cleansed of all nonsense that the world tries to project onto me. Life has a whole new purpose when I'm able to see it through nature's eyes. When I read that, I was like, yo, like, wow. <laughs> and just to dissect what you said, that quote that you said, you already answered part of this, you know, was curious about how the outdoors saved you. And yes. you touched upon that briefly. I wanted to also know in that, so in that quote, you say, when I'm out there, my body and soul are cleansed of all the nonsense, the nonsense that the world tries to project onto me. What specific nonsense are you referring to that the world is trying to project onto you? Oh, man. So we have time, right? We got time. <laughs> um, I think, I think a, a major thing that is being brought up on everyone right now is um these killings of the police you know that that that's one thing um you know the the drama that you have with um you know friends or family or you know at work that that's another thing um all of the news that you hear you know our our, our great president that we have I'm being sarcastic um, <clears throat> the things that are said, you know, mm -hmm. like I can just get away from like I feel like when I go out, yes, it, I'm, I'm a certain way. And then once I, once I leave, I'm a totally cleansed person of all of the BS. I, I feel like all of those things were just left out there. It's kind of like when you play football and they say, Hey, leave it out on the field, you know, yep. just give it all you want, give it all you got. And, um, you know, just leave it out there. That's, that's what I feel like when I, when I go on hikes, I feel like I'm just leaving it out there. And, um, when I come back, I'm rejuvenated and mm -hmm. I, I kind of think of that as my uh, counseling. So the free counseling, natural, yes. the nature's therapy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that's, I think that's pretty much what I meant by that. Um, after yeah, we're I, done, I was like, there, I, yeah. I needed to unravel that nonsense. You know, I was like, what's he, <laughs> I, I have a feeling what he's talking about, but I was curious yeah. to know what you were referencing. After we're done or we're two hours in, I might think of something. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to that. No, <laughs> You're good. no, no. no I'm, yeah, I'm joking. But um, yeah, that's 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 how I feel about that. And um, it's not just to one thing, one simple thing. And uh, if you go back, let's say like when I was doing 52 hike, if you go back to any of my pictures while I was doing that, every single picture has a quote, every single picture. And um, I try to be as inspirational to people as possible and 
you know, I've, I've, I've heard, you know, multiple times like, Hey, that really talked to me when you said that it, it really made my day when you said that. And, um, I think that these captions are very powerful and a lot, a lot of times we might not never know how, you know, the reach of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. (laughs) I just, I just, however I'm feeling at that moment, that's, that's usually what happens. And I, I usually let it be known. So usually people think that they're alone in this um, world that we were in, but mm-hmm. that's not really the case. Like um, when I, when I say things, it's it's crazy when people are like, yeah, I was going through this and I, I, you know, I felt that, you know, and just want everyone out there to know that you're not alone. You know, there's, there's somebody that feels that way as well, but not just feeling that way. Um, there's people that actually care, you know, there's some people out there that don't care, but there's, there's people that actually care out there about how you feel. So, um, I'm glad that you do those kind of captions because I, you know, even in the beginning when I started my just Trek profile, you know, I was just trying to come up with clever witty sayings, you know, without much depth. Yeah. And I was just like, what am I really trying to do here? So what I started doing is, you know, started looking at it at as, it, as my photos as art. I'll have a little witty caption or if I think it's witty or just something, and then I'll have a story behind it as if, I, yes. if I'm able to, you know? Yes. So I'm glad that you were already doing that with a lot of your posts and like adding, you know, real value to it instead of just, because, you know, there's a million pretty gorgeous Instagram photos, yes. you know, all over social or just all over social media. But, you know, if you can share the story behind it or how you felt at that moment, that's where the real value is in like the, the yes. true reach of the post. Exactly. Exactly. Um, a post could say a lot. I mean, I know Instagram is, it's literally just pictures. <laughs> it's literally just pictures, but you know, and you have your comments underneath, but um, I feel that that's the major difference between, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Like it's, mostly pictures on Instagram. And um, when I put that little bit of, um, you know, my quote in there and then it can make somebody's day or it can make someone feel a certain way. It, it, it makes, it drives me to, you know, continue doing what I'm doing. And just also lets me understand that I'm not alone in my fight, you know, in this world. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Ray, since we're talking about Instagram posts and everything, what is the backstory behind California Hiking Group? And what inspired you to create this platform that is now over, I believe, what is it, 21 followers strong? Yes. Yes. 21. 21,000. <laughs> that's, that's, man. I Major didn't think that. To you. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be what it is. But I'm I'm really grateful, and I think that it's what it is now because of who I am, and uh, I I didn't push anything on anybody, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But um, let me tell you where where it started from. So, yeah, what are their origins? Let us know. Yes, I I think I am a strong believer of not hiking alone. I d- I don't like to hike alone. I have done it. I've I've hiked Mount Baldy by myself. Crazy. Awesome. But um, 
I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, there's there's some hikes where I'm just like, uh, no one wants to come. Forget it. I'm gone. I'm still going. That's that's what type of person I am as well. Um, I will still do the hike. So if I say like, hey, um, there's five of us that are going. And then by the time it's time to go, there's nobody. I'm still going. <laughs> Such a familiar situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I so, definitely know how you feel. Yeah. So. When, when those things happen, um, it makes me worry about other people as well, because I, I know that I've been hiking for a long time, but at the same time, I, I know hikers that have, you know, passed away while hiking. So what I did is I made California hiking group. That's why it has the group at the end, because, you know, I, I think of us all as a community. Um, so I made it in the originally so that people can let me know where their hikes are going to be. And then I will repost that. I'll repost, hey, uh, seven in the morning, um, Runyon Canyon, you know, these people are going to be there. And then, you know, I'll, if another one pops up, hey, this is where this one's going to be. This one's going to be here. This one's going to be here, you know, and that's what it was in the beginning. If you go all the way back to the beginning, those, those posts are still there. Um, yeah, you're basically then, getting the word out um, about group hikes and promoting that. Yes, yes, exactly. And, um, yeah, and then it just got to a point where um there was there was so much going on. I mean, there's there wasn't that many people that were saying anything about where their hikes were going on. So I was just like, okay, well, it's time to pivot. I learned that from Nate in the hikes. Uh oh man, Nate in the clouds. Okay. Uh learning how to pivot. <laughs> we talked about that and he was telling me about pivoting. So I had to pivot there and I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, Another thing I want to do is I want to let people know what California has to offer. So people think of California, they think of LA and they think of Hollywood, you know, they, but they don't know about the Hollywood sign hike. <laughs> so, they don't, so true. They don't know about these places out here. They don't know. I would have never known that you could hike up to the Hollywood sign if I didn't start hiking. So what happens is the word gets out like, Oh, dang, you can go there. All right. And then someone will tag somebody else in that. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, we definitely have to do that hike. So I started to see that happening. So if you look under the pictures, you'll start to see at this person, at this person. And mm-hmm. then they'll respond like, oh, yeah, we should go there next week. You know, and that's that's what this whole thing was about. So subliminally, I'm still letting people know where the hikes are going to be. But it's mm-hmm. just in the present time. So they don't know that that hike is going to be there until they see that picture. Sure. So when it comes down to it, like I'll post a picture and people won't even know that that's even there. Some of these places that are in LA, I would have never known they were in LA. Some of these places that are up North, like where I live, I was like, wait, this is here. I did not know that. So, you know, being able to post those things that we're not so familiar with, even as hikers, you know, um, like I said, I've done 52 hike challenge twice and still haven't hit everywhere that I want to hit. <laughs> there's That's just, crazy. So, there's just so many places. There's so many waterfalls. There's so many peaks, um, that can I say something real quick? Absolutely. I want to say I had a, it was my, I believe my episode three guest and he was saying that, yeah, when you think of LA or California, you think of the city, the glitz and the glamour a lot of times, right? 
Yes. And he's like, the longer you live in SoCal or NorCal, it's about the outdoors. You know? Yes. He yes. was like, outdoors in Cali all day, every day. And I was like, that really dawned on me. I was like, you are absolutely right. Because, yeah. you know, I live, I live in the city and I had no clue about the insane outdoor scene of SoCal specifically until three years yes. ago. And I was yeah. just like, yo, we are so blessed here. You can go surfing early in the morning and then uh-huh. you can go to the mountains. <laughs> like, it's the best. <laughs> exactly. And not just any mountains. You can go surfing and then you can be in the snow in the mountains. <laughs> yes. There's not many places in the world where you can do that. Right? Yeah. No, no. Not that I know of. If Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy, man. It's it's really crazy. Like, I remember the beginning of the year, um, and I, I live about an hour and forty five minutes from Yosemite, so it's like Lucky. <laughs> it's like ninety degrees where I live, but it, it's snowing in Yosemite. So, um, it's it's really crazy. You know, there's the best of both worlds here, and then we have everything here. We have you know the redwoods, we have the beach. You have the mountains, you have the snow, you have the desert, you know, you have like everything's around here. So California really has a lot to offer. So, so much. Yeah. I just wanted to interject that thought um, real quick before I forgot to mention that, but uh, (laughs) please carry on in terms of the story. Um, Where did you leave off on in terms of the, uh, the backstory of California hiking group? You were, Um, you made a pivot and... You yeah, know, then I started posting. Yeah. yeah, I started posting. Yeah, and I, I think that was almost the end of it right there. Um, I would just start posting pictures of people in these places that I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this was here. So if you, I mean, yeah, I mean, Were you like a lot of the, certain hashtags to like find people in the community or? No, not at all. So when I started with 52 Hike, I had. You know, so like I only have like a thousand followers on my personal account. And what year was but this? This was about two and a half years ago. Okay. So it. yeah, it was about 2017-ish. Yeah, a little later than that. But um, so it was about 2017 time. I can't remember exactly the date, but um, what I was doing was I was just trying to I forgot what I was talking about now. Hold on. <laughs> Take your time. Hold on. Cut this day. out, man. Cut this out. Now, <laughs> now we we just no. roll with it. We're just yeah, exactly. No. Um. So. Hmm. Yeah, I really, really lost the whole thought frame there. Process. You're good. How about this? Um, because there's something about California hiking. California hiking group. I want to talk about it. Maybe the thought from earlier will dawn on you. Okay. <laughs> so fast forwarding to now, right? All right. You built this platform up up to a, a very good follower base, over 21,000 followers. And it looks like you decided to remain mysterious during that, you know, the past, you know, two and a half to three years and not associate yes. the account with yourself, right? Correct. Correct. What was the catalyst or specific moment or moments for deciding to, you know, pull back that curtain and reveal yourself to the community. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah. Actually, this was where I was going before. <laughs> oh, there we go. You brought, yeah, you brought it back up. Perfect. So um, I will kind of tell you why I didn't say anything about it. I, I don't want it to be about me. Like California Hiking Group isn't 
it's not about me at all. So I, I don't feel like I should be up in there saying, you know, hey, this is this is Ray from California Hiking Group. And, uh, you know, here's today's picture or this is that or I'm not tagging <laughs> sure. my I'm not sure, tagging yeah. myself in the pictures and I'm not doing this and that. So what was happening was um, this whole situation with George Floyd and um, I was just sitting back watching everybody watching everyone go back and say blue lives matter and, you know, all lives matter and really missing exactly what is trying to be, you know, accomplished here. And I, I just, I just sat back. I just sat back and I kept watching. I I was hurt about what was going on. And, um, on top of that, I started getting messages like, Hey, can you believe this stuff that's going on? You know, like, Oh wow. Okay. All of, can you believe that (laughs) black people don't think that they, um, you know, have equal rights or why do they feel like this or like, Oh my goodness. Or why do they know? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, like, or they would say it was just really, (sighs) It was things like that that were being said to me, not knowing who I am. And, and this I, is on the California hiking account specifically. Correct. Correct. Interesting. And I'm, I'm not going to say who it is because, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not that I'm not going to do that. This isn't the place for that. <laughs> no problem. Nor Go is ahead. it the time. But um, I'll just say that there was some big accounts in there and there's some small accounts. Okay. And um you know, and I I just got to a point where I was just like, okay, well, because everyone seems to think that I'm someone I'm not, or they don't know who I am. Maybe I should just at least let them know who I am, what I stand for. And if you want to stay here, you can stay. If not, because that's another thing about me. Like I'm not here just for the following. I'm not here for the following. I'm here because I want to bring awareness to everyone. That's it. Like if there's 10 people, I'm still going to be doing the same pe- same thing as, you know, 21,000. I it, it doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm not here for that. I'm here to like let people see what's out there in the world. You know. So mm-hmm. um not just the world, but in California. And um yeah, I came out and I I basically just said what I said and then it went crazy. <laughs> this is the, if I remember correctly, this is the post about Crater Lake where it shows yes. yourself. Yes, yes. And I did Crater Lake on purpose because it's not in California. And I don't think anyone ever even notices that. Mm-hmm. Everything, every single post is California except for that Crater Lake post. And nothing was said about that. <laughs> yeah, nothing was said Oregon. at all. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did it on purpose. I, I did it on purpose just so that we can, you know, I wanted to do a little ripple effect and see like, hey, like you guys need to realize who's around you. Like it's not just you here, you know. We're all here as a community and you know, some people were surprised and some people, you know, obviously people didn't know that that was me. Even people that I know from my other account didn't know it was me. So, um, surprise, yeah, surprise, surprise. It's me. And then you know, afterwards, those people that um were talking in the the DMs, they they quieted up. They got quiet. 
pretty fast. Um, and I, I still see that as a problem. Um, I don't delete comments. So if you want to go back and look at that, um, you can see I was talking to some police officers in there. Um, I think I saw that. Correct. Yeah. And they were saying that I was being racist towards them because uh, I was putting them all in the same category. And <laughs> that's totally not true. I mean, like I knew sh I knew this. I knew these people were cops before I even posted pictures of them. It's not that. But mm -hmm. if. Let me let me try to paint a picture really quick so people kind of understand what I'm going going with here. So I was in the military. I went to Iraq. I've actually been to Iraq twice. It wasn't fun. It wasn't like a, you know, vacation or anything like that. It was a war zone. It was a wartime. It was when everything was going on. You know, Bush was in office. <laughs> That's how this oh, was. It wasn't. Then. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like recent years where, you know, I mean, I'm not saying anything about recent years, like it's not as bad or anything. I'm saying that when we first got there and we were taking over the city of, you know, Ramadi and Fallujah. Um, yeah, that's what that's, you know, it wasn't. Anyway, let me just get out of that talk part right there. But um, basically what I'm getting at is if I had to shoot at somebody, I had to have a reason for shooting at them. I can't just go and say, Hey, um, I feared for my life. So I just shot, even though he had a Twinkie in his hand or he had a cell phone in his hand, or he had even a AK 47 in his hand. If people have AK 47s in their hand in Iraq, you can't just shoot them because that's part of their culture. They walk around with guns all the time out there. Mm -hmm. And they do that out here as well in Texas, they, you know, or other places, not California, but, um, Philippines have been to the Philippines numerous times, just carrying yeah. guns casually. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if we do end up shooting somebody and it's for the wrong reason, we get court-martialed. We go to military prison, which is not a good place to go. It is probably one of the worst places in the world to go i don't know maybe not in the world but it's it's really bad it's really bad and um so you have that in your mind before you take any shot you kind of hesitate every time you're like oh well i see this guy starting to point a gun at me should i should i at least try to defend myself uh, you start to think like that but at the same time i'm still here and um i feel like it was a uh, a productive way of going around and not just killing off everybody that's there because that could have easily been the way that it went. We could have easily just went around dot, dot, dot up. I, I was afraid, you know, I, I saw something in his hands. I didn't know what it was. Oh, oh you, man. You, no, you can't do that. You cannot do that. So what's so different? Why is our police force so different? I, I don't understand. I, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm still trying to figure out why they can go around shooting people without guns, choking people, you know, doing doing these these things that aren't even I would never wish like my worst enemies to be to have a knee on their neck like that. And then for people to still defend the cop and then bring up this person's history. Like sorry i'm going off on the tangent now no thank you i just want to say 
Thank you for painting that picture because, you know, references and analogies like this are so important because yeah. people don't see it from that angle a lot of times or even care to dig deeper or, you know, picture it like that. Yeah. There's a lot exactly. that you just said. I'm like processing all of it right now. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy to be, um, have a knee on their neck like that. It's, it's really torturous. It's, mm-hmm. it's a painful thing. And for people to still be like, oh, well, you know, they were doing their job and, or a, you know, this guy had a record. <laughs> what? This guy had a record. So that means that he, it's okay for him to die. I still don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree with that. A cop isn't a judge. You usually go to trial and have a trial. And then if you need to be dealt with in that way, you'll be dealt with. Not out on the streets. They're supposed to be peace officers. Sometimes they are the ones escalating these these situations. A lot of these riots that I see, I, I see a lot of escalation on the cops end. I see people being shot in the head. I was in Sacramento. I saw someone. Well, actually, it was the day after, but I saw I saw what they look like. Got shot right in the eye with a rubber bullet. It was not a good sight. And this was um, this lady. She was protesting, and they just came out, just shooting. You know, I don't, I don't agree with that. And I, I think that people also. Yeah, see, I'm I'm going all the way off, but um, no, you're not. You're, <laughs> I feel like um, people also think when you say defund the police that that means that we're trying to get rid of the police. No, basically, if you defund the police, that means that those funds, the extra funds, not their not their salaries, but the extra funds that they have, that the billions of dollars that they get, um, that they can get extra things with, you know, these. SWAT cars and you know armored trucks and stuff like that. I've I've seen it all. It's crazy. It looks like the military. It looks like the military. And it I it's for those types of funds that we need to start, you know, um taking money away and putting it more into education. And if you don't agree with it being put into education, then let's put it into educating these cops because I've been on the range with cops before. And they've had negligent discharges. I've been flanked and they don't even notice. I'm like, hey, can you get that gun out of my face? Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Have you ever shot before? Like, I think they only go like once a year and shoot. And then like it just goes back in their holster. And then like when it comes down to it, you know, they, they pull it out and they just shoot and I don't really hear much of like police shootings where they shot the wrong person. Like they were trying to shoot and then they just shot all over the place. I don't really hear it, but I don't know. Um, I also don't believe in shooting to kill as well. Even if you Mm -hmm. have to shoot somebody, I think you should just disarm them. I don't think you have to shoot them 15 times. This goes for black or white when it comes down to it. This isn't just a black and white thing. This is this is all of us. All right. We all have problems with the police. I've heard it from both sides. I've heard it from both sides. So do we want to take care of that problem or do we want to just continue to, you know, just say, well, they were doing what they had to do? No, no. Something has to change. 
And you know what? Um, people tell me, they're like, hey, um, protesting isn't the way. You know, you need to be peaceful when you're doing these things. And I, I don't go out and riot or anything. So I think that's another thing that people get um, you know, misconstrued. There was, you know, they mix those things up is rioting and protesting is the same exact thing. And it's really not, you know. Yes. There's usually a protest. And then afterwards, you always hear in the news, a peaceful protest turned into something crazy. You always hear that because it's afterwards when I leave where all the fun stuff happens. <laughs> I'm not saying fun in I'm being sarcastic here just in case you guys were wondering. But um I really think that we need to just have major change in that system. The system is totally uh, it's flawed. It's 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 a really bad system. A a cop shouldn't get fired and then be able to go to the next city and get a, another cop job. That shouldn't happen. I don't think that should happen. If I get fired from Olive Garden, <laughs> I can't go to the next city and go to Olive Garden. They'll be like, have you ever worked at Olive Garden before? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. You were fired. Oh, no, 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 no. For doing what? You did what to their food? Oh, no, 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 no. No, that that's not how it works. Like... I, you get where I'm going with that, you know, but yes, it's just upsetting in those parts there. Um, all of that came from the original question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, to go back to what you said about defund the police. Okay. I just want to comment on something. Okay. And it's that maybe it wasn't the most perfect rhetoric to use, but what you we're talking about it's not abolish the police correct what it really means when you dig deeper into that notion of defund the police is reallocate that funds into the because apparently the budgets you know that the police get are they're astronomically larger than the other sectors Correct. correct correct so it's like redistributing you know the budget you know, that's a bit more proportionate, whether it's education or what, yeah. whatever it is, right? Community initiatives. Yeah. And I, I think have, that's where, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. And I think that's where a lot of the misunderstanding is. And then, you know, our country's yes. it's so divisive right now. So yes. people yes, just read is. headliners or phrases or words and they never, ever, ever dig deeper. And that's where there's so much issues. I feel that happens. Yes. Yes. And, um, there's so uh, I also I also feel for the police. I feel for them mm-hmm. because this is what's been placed crazy for them. time for them. Yep. This is what's mm-hmm. been in place for them. So in their eyes, they're like, hey, well, I'm doing this job and this and that. But it's if you're uh, I don't even know how to I can't justify it. I really can't justify it. But hey, I think, truth. That, I think they have truth. I think they have too much on their plate. If someone is having a fight at their house. Um, police are called to it. Okay. If someone with mental, you know, uh, they're having mental complications or anything like that, they're called to those, the people on the streets, they're called to those situations. Um, they're called to fires. They're called to everything. Accidents. Mm -hmm. They're called to Mm -hmm. all of these things. And, but why is that? Like, 
I understand that they're police. Now, if there's like a traffic jam, I understand them going to the accident area and, you know, um, and I, I get the things that they do, but there should be other sectors that take care of just that so that they can carry on with protecting our streets. It's a good point. It's a great point. But that that's that's just how I f- I feel about that thing. So <laughs> this is coming full circle because in that post about Crater Lake where you revealed yourself, you know, as an African American man, you know, that started this group, and you said you said a comment. You said um, you're talking about being in the hiking community and you being made aware that not everyone is necessarily family, and now it's starting to make more sense to me why you said that. Yeah, because you were sitting back and just kind of taking things in and processing and internalizing everything. Yes, yeah, and it mm. and I just sat back, you know, like when this whole thing first started, I was just sitting back, you know, and I felt like we were all on the same page, you know, we were all. I mean, I saw the I Karen comment, that? the quote unquote Karen comment. Yeah, no, I did. I, yeah, exactly. Like someone comes in and tells me that this isn't the place for this. You shouldn't have this conversation here. You should take it somewhere else. Like, how are you going to come on to my, (laughs) how are you going to come onto my platform and tell me how I need to do like, come on now. Like this is something that, yeah, this is something that happens in California too. It, it, it affects everybody. And I don't want there to be like, I don't, I want people to understand that there's more than just, one race out here, you know, like, mm-hmm. and some people think of themselves as superior, even if they don't think that they're superior. I, um, it's just the comments that they say on top of that, you know, like telling me that, yeah, I have a black friend that does this as well. And I'm like, no, you don't have to say all that, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of people take offense to, you know, just things that you don't think are a problem, you know? I have a black friend that hikes, you know, like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, like their up into this, story or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't feel that way. I have a friend that's this, I, I, I do this, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law's black, you know, <laughs> like, okay. All right. Um, that's always a really popular one. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't think that, um, they want to really sit and understand, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back a little bit to the the protesting and how they mm-hmm. say that we need to be peaceful while we protest. But I want you guys to know about one person that peacefully protested, and that that person is Martin Luther King, and he was killed the same way. So I, when I hear those things, it just makes me angry because there's never a right way when he was doing it peaceful. They're like, Hey, you know, you need to just not do that at all. No. And now it's like, Oh, well you can't do it that way. There's never a right way to protest. And that's, I mean, basically that's why we protest because there's something wrong in the community. We're not just out here for no reason. So. (sighs) It's the voices that feel unheard for a very, very, very long time. Yes. Yes. And um, we just need to, I I mean, this is what's crazy about it. We don't want you to be, we we don't want people to get on their knees and say, hey, we're sorry for what our ancestors did and all that. No, 
But what would be nice for you to say, I understand. You know how far a I understand goes? Not a I understand, but no, no. Like there, there shouldn't be any but to that. Like when someone says all lives matter, that's that's you spitting on me saying that my life matters as well. So if I say black lives matter and someone says, no, all lives matter, we're not saying that all lives don't matter. And that's why now you'll hear people say, well, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand that, I'll break it down. <laughs> so we are part. So black lives are a part of all lives. Correct. So. How can you say all lives if black lives don't matter? If I heard something before, if there's a fire on a house. Yes, I know. What, I know what you're referencing. Go ahead. OK, yeah. All right. All right. So we're already on the same page. If there's a fire yes, on a sir. house, um, the fire trucks aren't going to spray water on those other houses around it. They're going to focus on the one that's on fire. Basically. And that's 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 just me putting it, you know, there briefly, you know. But so you can kind of understand, like, that's not how things work. Like, someone's being suppressed right now. We need to get them out of suppression so that they can be on the same level as me or us. That's that's all it really comes down to. We just want equality. We don't want anything better. We want equality. Mm-hmm. You know, systematic race, racism and all those types of things are very prominent in these days you know and this has gone off way off <laughs> not, I don't not know. at all all right not man. at all all right well i'm just i'm just saying like there's it's everywhere it's everywhere and um just i'm in a big you city know why i'm in modesto off? and i don't want Sorry, you to feel ahead. this way is because this is you know a lot of these thoughts have been you know even even uh, how would I say it brought to you because of the California hiking group and, and what you've been observing and it, you felt it was your time to speak up, exactly. you know, and share your perspective and educate these people like, yo, like check this out. Just hear me out. This is, this is how I feel. And this is my perspective. And a lot of you probably had no clue and just assumed that I was another person behind that California hiking group. And yeah, quite frankly, it was probably a mind fuck for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was. <laughs> I I got some of those messages as well. Um it reminds it reminded me of when I first went into boot camp and there was people from other states um that have never seen a black person. So like we're you know, we're standing there and they're just staring at me and I'm like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> you know? Oh, I've never seen never seen a black person before. I'm sorry. Yeah, like an, it, it's like they th- thought they saw an alien. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like what yeah. is that? Yeah, man. Um, it's it's really crazy, man. It's I didn't want. I didn't. I mean, if it if this situation never happened, I, you would never know who I was. Like that's wild. and that's that's wild. and that's that's just the way I wanted it to be. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I know that um, when my daughters, my daughter's uh, 12, 
she's 12 and she's telling me what can she do what can she do to make a difference what can we go and um protest can we do this and that when my 12 year old daughter is telling me that i know damn well it's time for me to step up and do something yes man must be so wild right now to be raising (laughs) your your fam in this environment this racially charged environment going on right now and all the unrest and the pandemic and in california there's like wildfires and a heat wave oh my goodness it's a lot right now especially in california yes it's 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 pretty crazy out here right now stay strong man stay strong Uh, we had those dry lightnings um lightning strikes um last week which was crazy um even out here in modesto there was lightning and i was like oh no (laughs) like and it was it was scary because i was just like Mm -hmm. oh this is it's really dry like it's dry like it it looks like a golden state if you look at it from above it looks like a golden state right now Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. so crazy how california looks during uh the summertime it's just golden brown just everything. And then once, you know, the winter comes around again, it'll be nice and green, you know, everywhere. And then after that's over, it goes back to being golden brown again. And then we'll have all, you know, like these fires, these fires are crazy. Yeah. It's They're a, almost all done. It's now. a lot. It's a lot to take in right now. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I have to ask this question since you're Mr. California hiking group. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know Ray's top three favorite hikes in California and why. Oh man. Wow. Top three. That's really in hard. California. Not just SoCal, California. Not California. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to leave my favorite to last. So right. I'm going right. to say um, my third favorite is going to be Mount Baldy. Yes. So, Mount Baldy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, the first time I did Mount Baldy, um, I, like I said before, I did it myself. I did it by myself. No one else came out with me. I drove from Modesto straight to here and did the hike. I I didn't even take a a break. Um, Was that like four hours, right? Yeah. It's about four hour drive, uh, four and a half hours, I believe. Um, but I, I finally made it and, um, it was, man, I don't even, it, I was so high in the sky. I never knew that I could be that high without being in an airplane. I could see everything. I could see everything. I can even kind of see the cars driving around. Like if I looked really, really hard, I squinted my eyes. I could see like a car every now and then, but you know, what's crazy about it. You can't hear anything. It's just peace and quiet. It was lovely. And I would like to say that that's the, that was like at that time, that was the highest peak that I've done. Um, yeah. What's the claim to fame? Let the listeners know who might not be familiar. <laughs> um, that's probably one of the highest. It's got to be. I don't, I'm not familiar with. Um, I, I've also done San Gregorio and I've done Cucamonga Peak. Uh, I don't know which one out of those is the highest. No worries. I got you. So check this out, everybody. All right. What Ray is saying is that he's a badass, but <laughs> Mount Baldy is the tallest mountain in all of LA County, 10,064 feet. And then San Gorgonio is the tallest mountain in all of Southern California. And I believe it's uh, 11,500 something feet. And 
oh my god, I just did San Gorgonia for my first time a uh, month and a half, two months ago, and Ooh, man, those last like two it? miles is a de- <laughs> it's a death march. It's been a long yes. time where I felt like a hike kicked my ass and I was just like dead. Yeah, you know, since like Iron Mountain, and I was like, yo, San G San Gorgonio is a beast. You you want to know what's crazy about my San Gorgonio hike? What happened? Um, I I hiked the entire hike up there with an American flag. Wow. On a post, like flag out and everything. Really? Waving. Yeah, the entire time, all the way up. And then I planted it up top. All 18 to 20 miles? Yes. That is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have some videos. I have some videos. Um, I need to see this content. Videos. Yeah, I have some videos of it. I would have to look back all the way back. But, you know, I have some Snapchat videos, you know, on the way up. I, you know, I was listening to my music, you know. And uh, luckily, I had um, a couple of people that went with me, so it wasn't just me, like you know, nice. on that death march, you know. But you know what's crazy? Another thing that's crazy about San Gorgonio is um, I was there, and we started it in the morning, but when we're up at the top, the sun was going down, and um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we're all way there. back down, bro. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it it surprisingly it didn't take that long actually we kind of jogged our way down because i didn't have a big uh, i didn't have a big uh flag going down so but um what happened was um as the sun started to go down i started to hear this cracking sound i was like like what's that sound and then so i started looking at like the tip top peak of the mountain and it's ice forming and i'm like oh hell no what no it's time to go my friend's like no let me get a couple more no 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 I'm not gonna be like on Mr. Deeds over here. Wait, what? What month was this? <laughs> um, do you remember? It must no, have no been. Reason not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. It yeah, was ice in, was forming on the summit out yeah. of the blue. Yeah, it wasn't raining. It wasn't. It was a clear day. So that's another thing that was even crazier to me. So I was just like, "What the heck?" So you can literally see it start to turn white, and it was just coming down. And I was like, "Oh no." No, 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 no. I'm out. <laughs> I feel like everybody has a San G. San Gorgonia story. Like it's yeah. always something with the weather or something really intense. Like mine real quick was like I couldn't summit the first time because the craziest thunder and lightning storm came out of the blue really? a mile and a half from the summit. I had to turn around and this was two and a half years ago. So I only just conquered this for my first time two months ago. And every time wow. somebody mentions a San Gorgonia story, I'm like, yep, there's another one. <laughs> people are always yeah. like yeah i had a crazy story at san gorgonia almost died or you know i was mountaineering oh, it or goodness. something yeah. oh man oh t- <sighs> so real quick to go back to mount body which route did you take out of curiosity um i went up well i didn't go like you know like when it's snowing everyone goes up that bowl i didn't go that way okay, i not went the body bowl yeah no i i started from like where everyone parks and then i went around and came up to ice house is that what it is ice house mountain or oh wait, um, where the Ice there's House a restaurant. Kuka, oh, okay, sorry. You're talking about you went from Manker Flats up to the top of the Notch restaurant. Yes, I. I and then I you went up, up Mount Body, I assume. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry, I went. I, no, no, no. You went up Devil's Backbone. Yes, exactly. Went up Devil's Backbone and awesome. went up to the top. And then they're like, you know, you can just keep going this way and go down that way. I was like, I don't know that way. <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> oh, this way. You did I'm it as myself. an out and back. Yes. Yes. Smart, I, smart. I didn't 
I didn't know what was the other way. So it, it didn't, it didn't look like it was the way that I was trying to go. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do it. So I was just like, no, I'll, I'm good. I'll, I'll just go back the same way I came, um, which was still amazing. I was able to see things um, that I missed the first way, uh, the first time that I was on my way up there. So yes, that was good. Decision. Yeah. And um, I actually, I rap too. So <laughs> you're a rapper. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I grew up on underground hip hop. Hey. Spit me a bar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very cool. Um, That's what's up. <laughs> put it on the spot. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe after I tell you. All right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, later. Maybe later. <laughs> maybe I'll just make you do a free kick a freestyle at the end. Oh my. As your final thought or something. Oh, but, boy. um, yo, Mount Baldy is incredible. So many ways to yeah. do it. I'm not surprised yeah. that it's uh, one of your favorite hikes in California. And that says a lot about what we have in SoCal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was amazing. And it was, it was so high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, I never, I didn't think I can get that high. And, um, I did and I did it and I felt like, wow, this is something that like just beats everything else that I've done, but it was a different type of beat. It was cause like, I love going to scenic areas as well. It wasn't really scenic on that hike, you know, there's a lot of mountains, uh, not a lot of trees, you know, not a lot of shade. Very bald. Yeah. A little baldy ish, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got to go um, down the other way for sure. Oh, is that where all the trees are? Man. Yeah. So check this out. So, um, <laughs> you go up devil's backbone. I think this is mm-hmm. in my opinion, the best way to experience it. If you're a first timer, go up devil's backbone. So you did it correctly. And you go down the ski hut slash baldy bowl trail. And it's a completely different landscape. You go through the forest, the pine trees, go through some rocks. It's super steep. Wow. You're like surfing the loose scree. It is dope because when you do it as a loop, it's like 10.3 to 11 miles. You really get a very, you get all different uh, varied landscapes. You know, you get the devil's wow. backbone, super infamous section. And then when you're going down, you know, you get the trees, you get the shade, you're in the woods. There's this one yeah. area in the bottom that has hella rocks, big boulders. And then there's this, there's a joke in the community now that, Shoutouts to RJ and Daisy from Traverse Outdoors. They call the San Antonio Ski Hut the Green Monopoly Building. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't mean to keep wow. rambling on, but uh, no, no, that's good. That's good. Is incredible. So if you do come back down, maybe we'll do a hike together. Definitely yeah. show you the different routes. Um, but what are your other two favorite hikes in California? Wow. Okay. So this is going to be crazy. All right. So um, my second favorite, you would probably think this would be my first or, you know, but my second favorite is Half Dome. Man. Yo, Half Dome (laughs) is epic. All right, go ahead. Oh, my goodness. So um, I told you about Knight's Ferry, my first hike ever. Um, This was actually like my, what, fourth hike ever? So I was really blessed. One of my friends was like, Hey, um, should we, should I try to get a, um, whoa, whoa, this is your fourth hike ever. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, no, this is my fourth hike ever. And, um, my friends like, Hey, should I try to get, um, one of those reservations? Um, the, the lottery, should I do the lottery? I was like, eh, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And then so he does and he's like, hey, I got four tickets. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Literally, it was that fast. It was literally like 
um, on a Wednesday, he said it. And then we left on Saturday and real quick. Yeah. So we, we went and it was like, I think I know why I got the ticket so fast (laughs) because it was 90 degrees the entire time. It was so hot. It was so hot out there. I didn't think it got that hot out there, but it does. It gets pretty dang hot. So um, we start before the sun comes up. And um, by the time we make it to the bottom of Half Dome, um, the other three guys that I'm with, um, they are out of water. And I barely have a little water left. Oh, this is after you made the summit and came back? No, no, no. This is before. This okay. is before we We're made starting. the summit. Okay. So um, I'm like, oh no, how it's so hot, and I'm just like, well, you know, I need to, we need to make sure we're all good. If you need some water, we got some water. You know, whatever. So, um, <laughs> oh, you were at Subdome or around that area? We right weren't even the at cables. the we weren't even at the bottom of the cables. We were at the bottom bottom still. Oh, I, I know like, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like where it starts to zigzag, where you make your way up. Mm-hmm. And then you're to the spot where the cables are. Yep. Yeah, we were below there. <laughs> so um, basically, there was like people that were camping down there where we were, you know, um, right there at the bottom. So we made it to um, the sub dome area. And um, I see people. Oh, man. I I just want to say one thing. People, please do not go on the outside of the cables. Because if you slip, even if you're slipping at a slow speed, you do not stop. There's nothing to stop you. That that rock, that half dome is so slippery. It is the most slippery. Oh, my goodness. So I'm seeing people trying to take pictures on the outside of the cable, slipping and doing their thing. Luckily, they weren't too far off from the cable. But that could have been the end of it right there. You know, we all, we have to be safe, guys. We have to be safe. And um, it's a janky that, cable system too, you know. Oh yeah, it's not like super maintained or anything. <laughs> no, it's not. I got a story it's like for later, put, but I'll let you finish your story. Yeah, it's like they put that up there and then they just leave it there for the rest of the year. You know, don't look on, don't look at it, don't check on it. You know, but um, yeah. So I'm making my way up, and like things are flying past me from people above me. I'm like, what the heck? Like a bottle of water. Uh, GoPros are flying past me. Uh, oh, they were all falling down the ba- side of the mountain? Yeah. I'm just like, and, you know, it's just so crazy. I'm just like, and then people are like, oh, man, you, you should you should have caught that for me. I'm like, no, nah, bro. No. Nah. I'm literally on a wall. I feel like I'm on a wall right now. And you want me to go and, uh, <laughs> you know, stick my foot out there and get that for you? No, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I, I know what you're it. talking about because when I was going up, someone we heard a clanky, clinkety sound, and it was a water bottle falling down the side. And I was like, I don't want to watch the water bottle fall down to its death. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's side far way down. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely bad. All right, so we make it all the way up to the top. We make it to the top, and um, I immediately feel like I have the flu. Immediately, as soon as we make it to the top, out I, of the blue. Yeah, just randomly. I just I was just like I I couldn't even stand up. I had to sit down. Wow. And then like you you would have thought that I had some some epic photos up there. No. I have like a picture of me sitting because I literally couldn't stand up. I literally felt like I had the flu. Um 
on top of that, there was this dude that hiked it with no shoes on. I was like, what are you, how, how do you, how do you do that? I was so confused. And then he's, he's up at the hippie. top. <laughs> yes. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, <laughs> he's one with the earth. Yes, definitely. And then there was another, another family up there with their younger kids. They were probably, I'm not even joking. The kids were really young, like under 10 years old. And they were just up there on the cliffs on the, like climbing down like the cliff area. I'm like, you're going to let your kids do that. And I'm saying this as I can't even like, I can barely even move my head around. I actually took a nap up there for a minute because I was that sick. Um, Come to find out I had elevation sickness because um, as soon as we started going back down, it went away. Like as soon as we started going back down, like mm-hmm. I felt like nothing had happened. When we were up at the top, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, guys, because I have no idea what's going on. And I didn't find that out until afterwards. I had to look it up because I was like, no, nah, there's got to be something. <laughs> there's got to be something going on here. And yeah, come to find out, I guess that's very common, you know. So if it anyone is sense. out, yeah, yeah if, if anyone's out there and they um start to feel sick, like the flu, just uh, look at your surroundings. Make sure like it has to do with you getting up to that elevation so fast. So it doesn't affect everybody, but it affected me, and I, you know, it hasn't happened since, and I'm happy for that, but. Um, it's something to, um, at least, um, think about, you know, so don't give up guys. <laughs> don't feel mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I can't do it anymore. I got to go. Um, it will surpass. Yeah, um, great point that you just made because, uh, half dome is around, uh, let me see It's The, the top like elevation eight, is 8,846 feet at the top. Yes. People Sorry, start God. to feel like elevation you know, they start to feel elevation. They can start feeling elevation around like 9,000 feet. So that make that would make sense that that was the cause of why you felt like you had the flu out of the blue. Yeah, that's it was the, the worst feeling ever. <laughs> and at this time, I still had like a couple of sips of water left. So it, it wasn't like I was dehydrated. I didn't feel like I, I, I was mm-hmm. really good with the water, you know, like sure. we all were. It was just 90 degrees out, but I was trying to take everything into um, perspective and just try to find out what it was. But, you know, I didn't find out. I mean, plus there's no cell phone uh, range up there. (laughs) So I could have pulled my phone out, which I did. I was like, oh, nothing. Zero bars. (laughs) You're like, hey, (laughs) everybody look at me suffering on the mountain top right now. I'm sick. What's good, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, congrats um, on that. That's a that's a big accomplishment to summit yeah. Half Dome. It's so iconic in Yosemite or just in the yeah. outdoor community in general. And th- and that's before I knew what Half Dome was. Like I didn't know Half Dome was what Half Dome was because that was just my fourth hike in. I didn't know what Yosemite was. That was my first time to Yosemite and everything. And so I got to experience Yosemite like jaw dropping. Wow. I was like, oh my god, like this is right here. You know, you're and, uh, a beast, fun bro. Fact. <laughs> a lot of people Man. don't realize that a uh, half dome is the real life North Face logo. That's the inspiration. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, just a small fact. I used to live in Manteca, California. Um, 
and I'll, I'll go back to the reason why that's my favorite, but just a small fact. Um, I used to live in Manteca. Um, and there's a city, I mean, I'm sorry. There's a street that goes through Manteca. It's Yosemite Avenue. I did not know that that Yosemite Avenue is the same one that goes all the way to Yosemite. I did not know that. I just thought that was a fun fact. If you guys are out there in Manteca and you're on Yosemite Avenue, just know that it's the same road from Yosemite. <laughs> little, little did you know that it leads to one of the most gorgeous national parks in like the country. Yes. It's a lot of people's favorites. Yes, it's it's amazing. It's it's a jaw-dropping experience. When I take my kids there, it's like, oh my God, this is right here. This is here? Like <laughs> it's so it's like massive. Kingdom. Yeah, it's like it, it just makes you realize how small you really are on this earth. Not to think about our solar system and the stars around it in the galaxy and our entire universe. You know, we're just a little speck. That, that's why earlier, like when I was talking and I said that, you know, I've been here for a while. I, I haven't been here. <laughs> I've been Centuries. here for like not even a half of a blink, you know. <laughs> so, um, but back to the reason why that's my one of my favorites. So on my way back, you know, we're, we're dying. It's hot. And um, we finally get to a water spigot and, you know, they put that there. They're like, hey, even before we got to that spigot on the way up there, that spigot was there. And they're like, hey, make sure to fill it up. We all filled up. It didn't matter. <laughs> but we mm-hmm. got back to there and we, you know, we, we filled up our waters and, you know, we were good. But by this time, it was pitch dark, pitch dark. Couldn't see anything. Um, but, I mean, you know, you still have that night like you can see uh, with the night light, you know, but without using flashlights, like we still walked and I just looked up, I looked up in the sky and I can see the cloud of the galaxy. You know, like you see those pictures and you're like, dang, they really did some good Photoshop on that. No, it was, I could see that with my eyes. I was just like, wow, I didn't, I never seen so many stars in my life. Like millions and billions of stars, billions of stars, not millions. I know there's billions of stars out there. It was a no filter Um, moment for you. Yes. And I was walking and looking up and, you know, I would look down, but you know, (laughs) I could have walked right off of a cliff. I wouldn't have known because I was like looking up and it was pitch dark, but, um, no, that, that wouldn't have happened. We, we were pretty much making sure that we were all good. So it was just, uh, experience another experience that i never had it was it was so crazy um that's incredible man i felt that way when i was in zion national park about a month and a half two months ago yeah yeah did you um, looking up at the stars and you're just like where am i right now like this is unbelievable (laughs) it's so crazy what what you can see when you're outside of the city and that, that just goes to show you like the city is really just a, it's like the bubble. It's like the bubble. And your whole life you grow up, um, unless your parents like take you out to like the wilderness, but your whole life you grow up thinking that this is life, that everything that has to do with the city is what makes everything run, what makes you run, what what is really important to you, you know? And then you you get out of that bubble where all the lights in the middle of the night are and you can see billions of stars. You can see 
the Milky Way galaxy. You can see Mars. You can see Jupiter. You know, like I, you know, just the uh, just the other day, I had my telescope out, and I was um, well, actually, not just the other day, um, because there's been fires, <laughs> so it's a little smoky. Uh, it's a little. It looks like fog, but it's not fog. But um, before these fires really picked up, um, I would take my telescope out and I would look and um, I saw Jupiter and I was just like, wow, that that's it right there. And you, you then like when you zoom in, you can see the moons around it, which was even crazier to me. But I can't I can't really see it when I'm in the city looking at it. Of course. You know, not. But, but once I, I went to Knight's Ferry to do that look. And like out there, there's no, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's pretty much dark out there. So mm-hmm. I went out there and I was checking it out and like, you can see everything. You can see everything there. So, um, that's, that's the reason why that's my, one of my favorite hikes. <laughs> that's great. I love it. I, I know I'm quiet also. Cause I'm, I know how you felt, or I, I know that feeling of looking up at the sky and you're just like, what is going on? Like I can see yes. everything. Yes. Nothing's no smog. No, you no. know, you're out of the city. You can, mm-hmm. the, the sky is putting on a majestic show for you. Yes, absolutely. It's All so right. crazy. What? So I'm curious now. I'm like, it's all suspenseful. What is number one then? This one's gonna crack you up probably because it's not gonna Don't be say one that Canyon. Anyone... Don't say. Run oh Canyon. my god! No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm gonna have to say Alamir Falls. Alamir Falls is one of my favorites. Um, I've done that hike multiple times already, and I'll tell you the reason why it's one of my favorites. Um, it's a. It's probably about a twelve and a half mile hike. It's about six and a half. Uh, it's probably about six miles in and out. You know, so. Um, you do this hike, it's in, um, like the San Francisco area. So, um, you, you do this hike and it's got, you know, the views of the ocean for pretty much the entire hike. Plus you have the trees there. Um, and then you have to go through a little area where it's like just surrounded by trees. You have to kind of duck. It looks like you're going into bushes, and then you kind of duck and then you go into inside of that trail area and then you can stand up, but you're just surrounded by all trees. It, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get out of that area and then you you realize there's a waterfall right there. You're like, oh, cool. Wow. It's crazy. All right. Um, so there's the, there's the waterfall there and you're like, wow, that's that's amazing. And then someone says, OK, well, let's go down to the beach area because it's it's on the water. So uh, we go down, you go down to the beach and then you see the big waterfall. So that little waterfall was just the start of the big waterfall. And um, I don't know, you've, you've, you may have seen pictures of Alamir Falls. Um, if not, it's amazing. I think it's, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I wasn't familiar when you first stated it, but I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. And it's, it's a tide fall. So basically a tide fall is a waterfall that runs into the ocean. So I really, it's, it's a, wow. It's an amazing experience. There's only two places in California that have tide falls. And the other one is Midway, Midway Falls. That's at Big Sur. Um, Yeah, but you can't get down to it. It's really janky in that area. I guess it was so janky and bad that they, they said no one could go down there anymore. 
So you can see it from the top. So if you see pictures of, of like Midway Falls, um, you'll see everyone's like a far distance away from it. There's a reason for it. You know, they don't need people getting hurt, um, falling off cliffs because it's literally a really janky cliff area that you have to climb down. So, but um, yeah, I just, every time I go there, it's like, I can relax. I have the ocean right there. Uh, I've done sunset hikes there. I've um, so like, just think of their like Yosemite, for instance. There's you know you see all the stars and stuff. Let's think about doing a sunset hike, and you can hear the ocean on top of that. So it's best of both worlds, you know. Mm-hmm. You have the you have the stars and everything that you can see, plus you have the ocean sounds. I mean, sometimes I love to go to sleep to the ocean sounds. So, <laughs> but, um, to me, I know that, I know this story isn't as interesting as half dome or anything, but my personal favorites, um, I, I feel sp- more spiritual in those areas when I do that. Um, I'm a really spiritual person. And so the flow of water is something that, um, I love and, um, I feel like it cleanses me. And it goes back to what I was saying before about being cleansed when I go out and hike and leaving stuff out there. Um, when I go on this hike, when I do Alamir Falls, it like I see things differently. Like I, I feel like when my feet are in the waterfall and the water's brushing, you know, brushing everything off of me, um, the water just goes right into the ocean, and it's cleansed right there. You can see the waves. So to me, it feels like all of my pain and all of my hurt is going into the ocean and immediately being crushed and crashed with the waves and being destroyed, you know? So wow, that's my thought process on that. I know it's, that's just how I feel about it. Um, and I think that if you have a chance to go and do Alamir falls, if you're up North ever, let me know. I'll, I'll guide you on that, on that hike. Um, I want to go. ASAP it's an experience. Right now. Give me, give me some of that. <laughs> right, that cleansing. <laughs> give me that spiritual experience out there. I, I know what you're talking about now. It's that waterfall that goes into the beach. Super unique, and I just mm-hmm. love the way you described that. Yeah, that moment for you. Yeah, and it's every time. It's 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 that feeling, and it's it. What what Damn, makes that it was deep, man? That was deep. I just <laughs> when you were describing it, I was just like. Yep. No, that's a, hey. I, I'm speechless at like when it comes to that, like, because it's like, it's, it's a feeling that I cannot, it's like a roller coaster, but, um, the most exciting part of the roller coaster, not the going up and going down, but okay. Well, not the most exciting, but like, let's say you're going up and down on a roller coaster. You've mm-hmm. done everything right. And then you're to the end where it's slowing down and you, that's when you're like, wow, that was awesome. You know, like, wow, you know, let's do it again. Sure. Like that's the type of feeling that I'm talking about. Like not when you're going up and you have that, um, the intentions of, you know, the fall and all going in the loops. I'm talking about after that, like that feeling that, man, I, I really want to do that again. Mm-hmm. But, but that line is really long, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, uh, tell me if I'm pronouncing Alamir Falls. Yes, it Alamir sounds like, Falls. Like it's a very cathartic place for you. 
Yes. Yes, it is. Um, like it's not that easy either. It's not a hard hike, but it's not the easiest because I mean, when you think six miles, I mean, it's up and down on top of that. There's parts when you're doing the hike and you'll look off the cliff that you're walking next to. And it's like a 1500 feet down straight down mm-hmm. to the beach, to the sand. And you're like, Oh, that's that a good is- amount. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty high. And I'm just like, wow, that's, but then you make your way all the way down there. So you have to think about that as well. Like it's not just a flat hike all the way you're going, you have to fight to get to where you want to go. So it's just like that roller coaster ride when you're going up and down and you're going through the loops and you're doing everything till you get to the end. And you're like, man, I want to do this. I want this so bad again, but it was 12 miles, you know? (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna come yeah yeah so i'm gonna come back another time and do it again but you know it it just makes it it makes it um a different experience at least for me it does but yeah Yeah, it sounds like a long day hike and yeah speaking of long day hikes what i want to get into right now is it sounds like you've you've done you know long day hikes and what i mean by that are like what I consider a long day hike is something that might be 10 plus miles long, yes. maybe take anywhere from six to 12 hours, depending on which exactly hike you're doing. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, can you provide to our listeners any tips and advice that have greatly helped you personally on long day hikes? Absolutely. Um, I want to start with before the hike, um, before the hike, um, there's a there's an app out there called All Trails. Inside of this app, they have something where you can send a message to your loved one so they know exactly where you are. It gives them a pinpoint. It gives them the exact location of where you are. So before I start my hikes, I do that. I have my mother on there. Um, I'll have a couple of close friends on there as well. And as soon as I start that hike, they know exactly where I'm at, even if I'm in a group hike. So, um, I'll, I'll hit that button. It'll start recording, uh, where I'm at and it'll send a text message to my family members and then it will update them every time. Like there's a little bit of uh, cell reception, it'll update again and send another text message. So that's just something for you guys to think about. I'm always about safety first. Um, and you, we really can't predict what will happen out there. There's wildlife out there. There's slippery slopes. There's um, things out there that um, we need to be ready for. And if we aren't ready for that, or if it, things are taking too long, um, it's good for people to know where you were before that's happened, you know? Um such a crucial point such a crucial point yeah yeah there's um the reason why and this is before i started hiking but i ever i always thought that i would do this if i did ever go out into the wilderness Uh, have you ever seen a movie i think it's 127 hours oh james stuck in the slaw canyons i think it's the yes yes he was stuck there for 127 hours, had to cut his own arm off and all that. No one knew where he was at all, you know, but that's why I'm so, you know, I'm so into letting people know, Hey, this is where I'm at. Hey, this is where I'm at now. 
this is this and that and this 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 and this and people appreciate it don't think that people are going to get upset or like dude why are you sending me this because if i if, if anything happens you know exactly where i'm at where they need to look okay cuz i'm not going to sit here and act like every hiking experience is grand for everybody it's not yes um that's just before you even start the hike. <laughs> that's so. I want to say real quick. That's so crucial because I actually do the same thing. I'm I'm gonna now start using that all trails feature. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But before I go on, like you know, a long day, like it could even just be Mount Baldy or like you know something along those lines of the six pack of peaks challenge in SoCal. Yes. I'll text like three to five people in my core group, and mm-hmm. you know, even more ideal if they're hikers. And be like, hey, yes. I'm going to be at the trailhead at this time. I should be done around this time. Here's the route that I'm taking just to give them a heads up because this is so important because you, you don't, even if it's a route that you've done before, you got to yes. let somebody know because every time you do a hike, especially a long day hike, you just don't, you just don't know what might pop out of the blue or whatever circumstance might present itself to you. Yes. So this is such an important thing that you're talking about this and I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm a seasoned veteran. I do this and that. Like, yeah. just inform some people, you know, just like, just, yeah. a, just two to three people, four people like that you trust, and it's not to worry them. It's just it's proto. In my opinion, that should be protocol. Yeah, and that that brings me um to what you were just saying just now about uh, even if you're a seasoned veteran, um, I just want to bring up one person. I'm not gonna say their name because they've passed from this situation. But there was a there was a gentleman that used to hike Mount Baldy every day, and the every time that I've done Mount Baldy, I've seen this guy up there. Well, anyway, um, he was coming back down one day and he fell, and he had done it multiple times, like every day for I don't know how long, but he he did it for a very long time, um, and he ended up falling and passing on from that. So. Just so you know, you can you can do something a hundred times. It doesn't mean that you were. I mean, things change all the time. The environment changes. Um, something could have been different just that one time. I don't know. It's highly trafficked. I don't know. Anything could have happened. But just back to what you were saying, like it is really important for um, even people that think that they're seasoned veterans and um, they know what they're doing. I mean. That's usually, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, the people that I know that have passed on from hiking experiences, um, there have been people that have done a lot of hikes. But um, that's a crazy you know, thought, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. But um, uh, I just pray that we all, um, f- we're all safe out there. And all we can do is just um, provide prepare ourselves um for any types of things that can happen so absolutely and and with that um that would go into having a really good pair of shoes or boots depends on what your hike is going to be um for the longest time i i had sneakers well not really i had running shoes and um, not not trail running shoes Correct. No, no, just, just re- yeah, it. just regular running shoes, and it wasn't all. It wasn't the safest. It wasn't the safest. Um, but um, I learned that um, with the experience of going on and on and doing more. Um, to the point, I got a pair of boots, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a major difference." 
like everything's different. First off, like if I go in the water, my, my feet aren't wet. <laughs> Correct. Um, yeah, it was just, there was just uh, a major difference. The, the, the traction, the grip I had, you know, grip is really important. It's really important. When I did um, half dome, I, I did it in running shoes. And um, you did it pro- in running shoes. Oh, yeah. No, that- <laughs> Subdome and ha- oh, the half dome cables goodness. portion must have been really, really fun for you. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the thing is it's those learning experiences. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I thought I was so good one time that um, I did um, the Hollywood sign hike. I did that in Converse. Why? Why? I don't know, but because <laughs> you were That's... sponsored by the <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, brought to you. Um they have hiking sure. shoes now. No, they don't. I don't think so. But um <laughs> that's that's just the one thing. Um uh, make sure that you have enough water. Water is really important. Re- real um, quick, because this is actually I'm glad you brought that up. How do you calculate or gauge how much water to bring on a hike? Do you have a methodology or a formula? Because I know there's a few out there. Um, well, what I like to do is um, I like to have enough for me plus others um, just in case, uh, just in case anything happens. So I always, all right, you'll, you'll learn this about me. Um, if you go on a hike with me and you look at my backpack, it's packed. And it's not like with like a first, oh, I should probably have a first aid kit, but it's not with a first aid kit. It's like packed full of water uh, and snacks and socks. <laughs> uh, and that basically the reason why is because I, I'm so worried about not just me, but everyone that's around me. And what I learned from the half dome experience when my friends ran out of water is that not everyone, I mean, some people just drink a lot of water, like more than you should. Uh, I think that when I was in the military, I learned that I need to ration out how much water I drink, especially being in 120 degree weather. Um, So like, I kind of learned like, okay, I have this much water, but I'm going to be out here for let's say 12 hours. So um, I need to make this, I need to ration this out, only drink a certain amount up until this time frame. So every hour I'll only drink like, you know, a quarter of a liter of water. If it was something like that, you know, just an example. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say I'm doing a, a five mile hike. I'll just bring a camelback. I'll, I'll bring a camelback. My camelback is kind of big. It holds two and a half liters. Okay. That's good and, um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's all I would take. Now, um, if I'm doing anything like San Gorgonio or, you know, an 18 mile hike or something like that, I will take my, um, first off, I have three different bags. So I have one, f- I have bags for all different types of hikes. So yeah, if I'm, exactly. so, um, yeah. So, um, if I'm going on that hike, I'm bringing one of my five eleven bags, um, this isn't a sponsor. <laughs> it is not. Um, Might be afterwards. Oh my goodness. Um, but I, I'll bring that bag. I'll have my, um, it has a spot where my camelback can go. And then it also has more spots where I can put more water. So I will bring um, like my full two and a half liters. Then I'll bring like an extra um, two and a half liters. So I'll have about five liters of water. Yep. That's how, that hikes. sounds correct. 
for that kind of hike for sure. Yeah. And then um, I still try to ration that out to the point where like when I'm at the top, I still have like three liters at least because I, I feel like if I'm going back down um, and somebody is dehydrated or somebody needs help, I'm able to give them some water as well. And I don't, uh, the last thing we need to be is stingy out there <laughs> when I someone like feels that way. I actually yeah. operate the same way. I carry a good amount of water, not just for myself, but for others. Cause it's just like how you're describing how you operate. It sounds like you're the go-to guy. If people, if you're in a group, it's the kind of the same yes. thing with me. I've given out so much water because yes. people, you know, people don't really understand how to gauge it. I've definitely been following yes. the every two hours, bring a liter yes. um, of water. And that's, that actually more or less, I, I feel that that's been pretty accurate and been working out for me. Obviously, that okay. also is dependent on each person and um, the weather, how hot or cold it is that day. Yes. So I just wanted to mention that. Yes. Um, and I, that, that seems to be what I do. Um, I bring snacks as well. Uh, not like a steak or anything like that. <laughs> no, well, why not? I, I mean, right, right. <laughs> that, that, that's what you're supposed I to would, eat afterward. That's the after, reward, right? not the snack. I, I, I know some <laughs> I know some people they they bring out Alfredo, they'll have everything. Um, <laughs> but I've been um, seeing this dude at Taco Slayers like making insane like taco concoctions at the top really? of the summit. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I need to check that out. I, I love yeah, tacos. Look up Taco Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. Taco Slayers. I'm fine. Yeah, he rolls with like the Traverse Outdoors guys. He knows okay. Midweek Hikers. I know who that is. He's done, oh, okay. he's done the yeah, for sure. All right. Um nice, nice. Yeah, I'll send you his page. Yeah. Seems like a really cool guy. So yeah. Um I'll bring um I'll bring beef jerky. I'll bring uh like trail mix. I'll bring dry fruits. Um I also bring tuna. I'll bring tuna with me. Um, and then I may bring something that's sweet as well. Maybe like some M&Ms or something, because I, I, I have also noticed that, um, eating a lot of salty things like beef jerky and all that stuff, it really starts to come through your pores. So <laughs> oh, you, you see <laughs> you it on your shirt that. afterwards. Oh, You're just my like, goodness. Whoa, what's going yes. on? Like my shirt to be white and it's supposed to be black. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, I just make sure that I have a variety of snacks when I go. Um, I think that's really important. Um, some protein bars, um, they help as well. I do bring protein bars as well. I Every time I go on a hike, I, I buy a pack of protein bars. And um, I don't eat them all. Uh, like, <laughs> I, there's no way that I can eat all of like six protein bars at once. Like, no, oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, that's that's a bad. <laughs> it's too day. much. That's too much. That is a bad day right there. Um, but um, I do get, I do bring it just in case I am feeling low on energy. Like, um, and it helps. It helps to have those things, and it helps everybody. See, a lot of people like to talk. They'd be like, ah, why'd you bring all that stuff? And then like halfway through the hike, they're like, hey, man, um, you think I can have some of that fruit snacks or? <laughs> it, always, it always, always happens. You become like uh -huh. this vending machine all of a sudden. Like, okay, yeah. what do you want? All right, press B3. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, sometimes, hey, sometimes I have to let it get stuck. You know, I just don't yep. give it to him. No, I'm just <laughs> like, yo, this is mine. You were the one trying to clown on me about all these things I'm bringing. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think that that's, um, those are the things that I, um, those are the tips that I have for the people there. Um, Dude, that's great. I, Thanks I, for sharing I, all that. Uh, there's one more thing I'd like to say about it though. Um, you're blanking some out? people. No, 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 no. There's oh, you um, got it. okay. like, I, you know who Garmin is, right? Yeah, the, they're uh, like the, the satellite yeah. emergency device. Sure, it, they're actually very, very good to have. Um, you never know. You never know. Um, but if you have that, it's satellite, so it never loses range. It doesn't lose range at all. So um, let's say you get stuck somewhere, and you have the Garmin or any other type of SOS. It doesn't have to be a Garmin. Garmin is just the last one I saw, so that's the one I remember. Um, <laughs> but um, you you push that button and you know they'll come and find you. They will they because you pinpointed exactly where you are. The satellite is accurate. Um, I have a buddy. He he's in the National Guard, and there's multiple times he's had to go out to Mount Whitney. And um, oh my goodness, I have a story. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he'll he'll go out to Mount Whitney. Um, luckily, they'll have a SOS, um, you know, thing that they can push, and they'll know exactly where they are. Some of the times they don't know where they are; they're just out there searching. But it does help a lot. And you may hear the price because they're 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 like two hundred and fifty bucks, um, and you're like really just you know like but you have to think about is that two hundred fifty bucks worth your life if you're at Mount Whitney, um, in an area that you haven't seen a person, you know, like or you've fallen in you know you don't know if anyone's ever gonna notice that you're right here, um, that happens those things happen so. Um, safety first, everyone safety first. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of things that I can go on with, but I think those are the main ones right there. So I think I'm, those are I think I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing all those tips and advice. And I'm, oh, all I'm no going to say about my story is if you're listening to this, listen to episode, I think it's episode 12 with Katie Bizak. And if it wasn't for the Garmin device that we had, I don't know what would have happened because long story short. I was on the mountain with my group for 22 and a half hours and we oh, had to use man. the Garmin device. And I'll just leave it at that little, wow. little suspense for y'all yeah. tuning oh, in. We got to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 12. Hey, everybody. Just a reminder that this is part one of Ray Medeiros' story. Make sure to stay tuned for part two. You don't want to miss it. Thank you, gracias, and salamat for tuning in to the entire episode. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are now streaming on many major platforms. If you want to send me a message about anything, you can email me at justin at justtrek.net or direct message me on Instagram at just.trek or my personal at justrock, J-U-S-T-R-O-C. You can even support the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash justtrek slash support. Lastly, you can discover our featured song of the show on our Instagram story. 